Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. Week 14, activate! Playoffs are here. This is the Lineup Lock crew. It's all four of us. The whole Wolf Pack, the whole team is here. I am Zach, the player one, your host as always with Chris, Matt, and Lee, my player two, three, and four. And we're ready to help you win a playoff game. Uh, On today's episode, I actually have uh, four submitted through listeners' questions to answer for Start Sit for the week. Um, I know that Lee, Matt, Chris, and I are going to talk about a few scenarios we're going through on our own teams in the playoffs. Chris is not in the playoffs in any league, so I don't know if he has anything to talk about. Wow. <laughs> just just Dang. kidding. Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. <laughs> Injuries and bad drafting will kill you, people. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Chris, he made, he made the playoffs in both of our leagues, I'm pretty sure, right, Chris? Both the, both the creator leagues, I'm in the playoffs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so and he's one so, of only three. So one in the league of my that. peers, I made the playoffs. But with the leagues that really count, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> So we got that going on, and then as always, we're going to break down the entire slate of football games that are happening this weekend with a fresh take from each of us on who we feel confident in. We try to, as always, every episode, stay away from the gimmies. Sometimes it's impossible to do because it's just there aren't very many fantasy-relevant players on that team, and then sometimes we just feel so confident we want to let you know that you shouldn't be worried. So first off, apologies for last week's episode feeling a little rushed. If it seems like it was rushed, it's because it was. Um, unfortunately, I have a giant hole in my ceiling from a, per- a burst pipe. And Lee and I were trying to knock off the the, uh, the podcast last week. He was also waiting on a, a job to call him for a, for a job offer. So both of us had crazy things going on. But we wanted to make sure during the holiday week we got the content out to the people. So I hope the content was great. Sorry if it seemed rushed. But that is why the plumber literally was called me and said, I'm going to be there in 20 minutes right when we hit record. So Lee and I cued the Mission Impossible music, and we got it done, and I still think we got a, a pretty good, juicy episode with that info out as well. So mm-hmm. so before we get started, uh, first off, Matt, it's been a minute. I know you've been a workaholic recently, and hey, man, family comes first, and I know you got your articles going on, and it's hard for us to yeah. arrange. Welcome back, man. How, how are you doing? Oh, you know I'm living the dream out here. Yeah, I took on a new responsibility at work, so it's, it's kind of changed my schedule up a little bit, but I was able to get through today, so I'm excited. Excellent, man. Well, I'm, I'm pumped to have you, my man. Chris, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing, man? You ready? Ready to rock? I'm ready, man. It was it was a good Thanksgiving. I overate like everybody else, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watched a lot of football. Um, a lot of the, bad football, too. Yeah, you know, there was a lot yeah. of bad football. Uh, I also helped the father-in-law start putting together a... Uh, a big block 463 for a uh, 67 Camaro. Okay, that's, is that an engine? Yes. Okay, cool. That, that shows who the man is in this relationship. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, you know, learning that. Sleeping pistons and all that good stuff. All right, all right. And how about you, Lee? Uh, job offer went well, if that's okay for me saying, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I got I got the job offer. I'm I'm probably gonna take it. So I'm actually gonna move out with with Matt to uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Very cool. That's awesome, man. Congratulations, <laughs> yes, my man. That's awesome, dude. Are you gonna convert to a Packers fan because that team is better than yours? Oh <laughs> uh, nope, nope, definitely not a Packers fan. Oh, with losing to the Dolphins, it's acceptable. You know. Yeah, but we yeah. beat the Packers. That's why I know we lost. And the Jets lost to the two. So, so technically, the Eagles are still better than the Cowboys because we lost to the Jets, who beat the who lost to the Bengals and the Dolphins. But we beat the <laughs> Eagles head to head. So. It's like the Kevin Bacon game of separation, right? Is like, it like the butterfly related. effect with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, we're gonna have to go back and strangle the Dolphins with their umbilical cords. That's the only way to prevent the Cowboys <laughs> from 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 not making the Super Bowl. That's it. All right, that's enough crazy talk. Let's get into it. So first off, uh, breaking news. I I thought this had to be shared. Uh, Did you know that Smack That is not a top five Akon song? Seriously? Top five in regards to Seld? I don't know. It made me laugh. But about but. (laughs) But uh, I would have thought it would be, honestly. Right? Maybe? That's the one with Eminem in it, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Rolls up in the Lamborghini. I'm not too hip. I just know the song because I've in heard it. I've heard it in a club before, and it was before I was married, and there might have been booty shaking. So we'll just there leave it. There would have been with, with Smack That. Yeah, we'll leave it there. So smack it and get it on the floor. Smack that. I need some more. That's how the lot. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me lying. The old nursery rhyme down by the sea. I remember when my grandma sang me. Yeah, my grandma used to sing that to me when I was being rocked to sleep, actually. So that was yeah. You know, me and my autographed Bible were right there with you. <laughs> All right. So, so on, on to the listeners. Um, one of our one of our good buddies here in Dallas, who's actually a, a bit of an insider uh, on Mavs Twitter. Uh, Chris has uh, met him at a Mavs hangout. Submitted his lineup to me, and his lineup looked pretty good. And there was actually two things that I mentioned to him that I would kind of pay attention to. So I wanted to ask you guys so we can listen and see. First off, he was starting Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. He also has Russell Wilson, so a lot of uh, Seattle Seahawks there. In the playoffs, stop me if I'm wrong, I kind of like to diversify a little bit because if you deal with a situation where a team gets shut down, you're going to lose because you have so much in the in the kitty. You could survive Russell Wilson getting shut out and still maybe win, but maybe not both. He had AJ Green, AJ, uh, I'm sorry, AJ Brown on his bench. I kind of like AJ Brown's matchup this week and think I might bench Lockett for AJ Brown. I told him to pay attention to the Lockett um, practice schedule this week. Obviously, he had the flu and got no catches and has had two really terrible weeks in a row. So I'm going to give the floor to you first, Chris. What do you think? you think Tyler Lockett's the right play, or would you fade to A.J. Brown? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tyler Lockett coming back off that leg injury, and like you said, he hasn't had he hasn't played well the last two games. Right. D.K. Metcalf's gotten the majority of the catch, and then uh, Josh Gordon being there as well. You know, it's kind of diversified where the ball's going. Nine but. targets in two games, the last two games. I think, you know, going into week three coming back, you know, they're playing – uh, the Rams, the Rams aren't that good, but if the Rams are going to put Ramsey on them, I mean... Right. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it depends on if he's going to be shadowed the entire game. Yeah, that's something we won't know. Maybe until Friday? Yeah, I mean... Maybe, maybe I they mean, won't. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to go up to the, to the day of the game, and if Ramsey's going to be shadowing him, I'm thinking I'd go A.J. Brown. Okay. What about you, Matt? How do you feel about that situation? I would definitely go A.J. Brown over Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett 
surprisingly enough, will get talked about when we get the start sits on the Seattle LA Rams game. Um, Spoiler, right? <laughs> He's had a total or less than five targets for the last three weeks, and yeah, I I would trust AJ Brown to do more. And like you, I like to diversify a little more. I don't want to start all three Seahawks if I don't have to. Right. And with AJ Brown having a decent matchup and leading it at least time for his team lead in targets, I'd be willing to take the chance on him and let Tyler Lockett get completely healthy before I trot him back up. Okay, and then Lee, uh, you were up last on this one. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything for the most part that's been said. Um, I would start AJ Brown just because I don't think you can trust Lockett at this point. Okay, perfect. He also had a situation that I brought up as well with his defense. Um, he has Philadelphia and he has Pittsburgh. I still feel, and Lee, I'm going to start with you. I still, I think I might actually feel better about the Philly D after the Eli Manning news from today that Eli's going to start. And I think I would roll them over Pittsburgh. Am I crazy, or would you would you roll that way too? Who does Pittsburgh have? They, they play. They, they play. They play at Arizona. Uh, I I, I think. I, I just I don't think you can trust the Philly defense personally. Okay. Like this, despite my fandom, I don't know. It just feels like weird to me. Like Eli Manning's actually one of my starts of the week because I think like if you're waiting on Daniel Jones and maybe he's your quarterback, like it's that that Dolphins loss is pretty demoralizing. And I think I I think you just go with the more proven defense. And, and Kyler didn't look great that week, that last week even. The hamstring, so probably you're right. Safer, your safer bet is uh is Pittsburgh. I wouldn't okay. risk it with Philly. Okay, Matt, what do you think about that? Uh, I think with the way Pittsburgh's defense has been coming around as of late, I would trust them a little more than Philly's defense that just got torched by Fitz Tragic. Okay. So. Chris? Magic. I'm, I'm going to take the team from Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, that's both. Okay. So are you going? Uh, I'm going Steelers. I think they both. I think they're both good though. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I'll let him know. Um, I'll get back to him and let him know that we're all on board of AJ and Steelers. Yeah. For absolutely. sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Christian Webb, who is an individual that follows us, I actually met him uh, when I was trying out for the Fan Phenom here in Dallas. Uh, submitted me two starter sit questions. First off, he has Derek, not Derek Henry, excuse me. He has Hunter Henry and Mark Andrews, so he has a good tight end problem to have. Uh, obviously, Henry is coming off of an absolute stinker um, this last week. Uh, we're going to start with you, Chris. Who would you rather play in your lineup in a playoff game, Hunter Henry or Mark Andrews? I'm going with the guy that, you know, is probably going to get the ball the majority of the time, and that's Andrews. Okay. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's one of my uh, – Start sits for the uh, the week is you know uh, the Ravens tight ends in general. Just a spoiler alert. Okay. So I think the Ravens tight ends have a great matchup against the Bills. Okay, I like it. Uh, Matt, how do you how do you feel about that? I would also go with Mark Andrews. He's proven to be matchup proof and has just constantly led the team in targets. So I would rock there. Hey Matt, let me ask you this: Is he matchup proof or is it his quarterback that's matchup proof? Yes. <laughs> well, you also have to think that Hollywood Brown is. I mean, if the way he got shut down last week, I would think more of the same. I mean, he's always possible for a big play, but that would throw more targets Andrews' way, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, in a, yeah. in a, in a, if he can't a get bubble. open, you got to go somewhere else. Okay, and Lear. has been nothing but boom bust, and right. if you're relying on chunk plays, that Buffalo defense is a little more disciplined than yeah. other secondaries. So I would 
definitely bet on Mark Andrews getting a lot more targets than Hollywood being okay. able to get loose. Sweet. And Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's Andrews. Like, I think Henry's a fine start also this week, just in general. But Andrews has been the more reliable player, and I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from him. Okay. And then he also has uh, he has four running backs that I'm going to list to you, and we're going to start with you, Lee. Okay. Uh, we can mm-hmm. we can start three. All right. He has yep. uh, Lindsey, Barkley, Mixon, and Singletary. Yeah, I'll say Singletary. Um, not a great matchup for him this week. Okay. And that's all I'll say. Just because I think I think all the other guys are just have better matchups. Number one, and I like Mixon the workhorse. I, I think Singletary is starting to get into workhorse territory, but. I still don't think that he's the, the number one guy there, and I, I trust Lindsey in a favorable matchup this week. I think I agree with you. Um, also, Barkley has been kind of not doing well, but with Eli, I think Barkley might catch like six balls. Mm, because exactly. he likes to th- do those little chunk passes, you know. So Is Barkley actually healthy, or is he still hurt? He's not healthy. Not at all. He it's looks not, terrible. Yeah, it's, he's not. It, we, we won't get Barkley until next year. He, he should not be playing. And they might even shut him down next week if they lose. Well, they should have shut him down already. Their team is terrible. Well, oh, I agree. I, I agree. I agree They've completely. lost eight straight games. I mean, if the guy's hurt, don't play him. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? Don't, to him. don't worry. We're going to talk about Saquon. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Let's <laughs> um, before again. It's, it's Philip Lindsay, Saquon Barkley. Joe Mixon and Devin Singletary. I think I'm going to disagree and actually sit Philip Lindsay. Okay. Oh, no, no, I lied. <laughs> I'm going to sit Singletary. Okay. Um, Denver at Houston. I think Philip Lindsay is going to get work, at least in the passing game, to make him relevant. Mixon. It's against Cleveland. I can make an argument to sit him, but. Again, I think passing work. He is. Yeah, Mixon's been locked in as a top fifteen guy since the Rams game. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I dig it. What do do you say, Chris? Are you agreeing with the consensus here? No, I'm sitting Lindsay. You're gonna sit Lindsay? Yeah, I just there that that Denver rushing game is just too inconsistent. You can't trust his quarterback to keep him in the passing game because he's only played one game. I know that's what's crazy. You know, Philip Lindsay probably has the best matchup of the four. And I just don't know what to expect. I don't either. I don't know what Houston's going to do. I'd, I'd rather take the, the guys that I know that this is what their teams are versus the guy, third quarterback of the year. What are we doing? Yeah. Lee, you're pulling a Darth Vader on us there, buddy. <laughs> That's not me. No, thanks. Is that then? I'm breathing through my nose. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> All right, so uh, Twitter handle, he's just a listener, don't know who he is, uh, but he's a listener, so I like it. Uh, Signer Stiller TG asked me, yo, Josh Allen or Tom Brady? I told him go for the gusto, Josh Allen, let's go. Am I crazy, or is that what you're doing too, Chris? Uh, Well, who's Tom Brady? Who are the Patriots? Tom Brady plays the Chiefs. And we got Josh Allen versus the Ravens. Well, I'd rather go. You got to go Josh Allen. I mean, Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense is just stuck in mud. Oh, it's just not been good at all. No, I mean, I think you have to go Josh Allen. Okay, Matt. Josh Allen, and I don't think it's all that close. I don't either, right? Josh, Josh Allen's a top seven performer in 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 leagues. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then Josh has to do it, and Tom Brady doesn't have a wide receiver that knows how to separate. He's thrown well, two. Actually, they do. They just keep him on the sideline. And yeah. so. he's, he's had two touchdowns in every game. Well, well, they also got rid of him, too. Yeah, both, they did get rid of him. Both of them. And then, you know, the, the crazy guy decided, hey, I'll come back. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on him. <laughs> Lee, Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go contrarian. I think we saw a really good Ravens defense shut down one of the most dynamic offenses last week in uh, in San Francisco. And I don't know. Brady has had a lot of good games this year, and I think that Sanu is going to be healthier. Um, he only played like 20 percent of snaps last game, and I think that the Patriots they very rarely have two back to back poor uh, poor showings. So I think the team in general is going to bounce back. And I, I do think that means a bounce back for Brady. So I'm going to start Brady over there. Really? So you think, is that a, is that a game? The offense has looked rough for the last three games. It no, has. last five games. They, yeah, but they're, Brady they're still had winning. 320 and three touchdowns last game. Is it the game script that, that makes you feel a little bit more confident, knowing that it's high-octane Chiefs and that the Chiefs have still been able to move the ball on that defense regardless? Yeah, it's the game script. It's the fact that that offense still runs through Brady – that he's had a lot of really good games this year with the same players that he's had. Um, and I just think that that matchup's a lot more favorable than a, a tough Baltimore Ravens defense. I think what's actually happened with the Patriots offense is the players have gotten old. Really? Yeah, I think that's what the real problem is, and then they're not letting the youth play. Well, also, remember when we thought this offense was too talented? Remember when that was a thing? Well, yeah, but we, we also got to factor in that these guys have gotten older. Yeah, well, I Brady's think Brady's forty-two. Edelman's well. Let Nikhil Harry next year. They're gonna do draft. They'll they'll absolutely address the wide receiver in free agency. But uh, all right, I appreciate everybody's input on that one. He also has another wide receiver question. He can start two. Thielen, Hollywood Brown, T. Williams on Oakland, or Robbie Anderson. I told him it would be Thielen and Robbie for me. And I would do Thielen and Williams. I'm sorry, uh, Robbie and Williams. If Thielen does not play, is that a? I, I would assume we all feel the same. Yay or nay, Chris? Yay. Matt, how are you feeling on that one? It's four guys that I would hate to have to start. Yeah, um, yeah, right. At least Thielen's not a Monday Night player this week, right? It's a little right. easier. I think I lean Hollywood. Brutal. That's two oh. home run. It's two home run hitters. If you're a if you're a heavy huh? underdog, I guess it could be worse, right? Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm thinking those two. Tyrell Williams has just been bad. He really has, like not rosterable almost. And, right, and feeling oh, it would bother me to have him in my starting lineup. I mean, I could make a late adjustment if he's going to play, but right. Yeah, I think I lean. Hollywood and uh, spacing. <laughs> Hollywood and Robbie. Yeah, Hollywood and Robbie. What about you, Lee? How do you feel about this group? I'll go, I'll go Robbie Thielen because okay. I do think if Thielen plays, he'll be 100 percent because that's what he said. He said that like he was wrong; they rushed back and that he wasn't ready to play. But that when he when he got back on the field, he'd be 100 percent. So if, if he does play this week, I'm I'm rolling him in. So signal stealer, if you listen to this pod, wouldn't you listen to it? Hit me up, or Lee, or Matt, or Chris. We'll give our Twitter handles at the end of the episode. Let's cut Williams and pick up another receiver just in case, because I don't feel good about Hollywood really either. I would I would rather pick up more upside like Nate Washington. 
Um, maybe Miller tomorrow. Nate is a, Washington? Is, yeah, Nate Washington. Is James, James, James Washington, Washington, excuse me. Yeah. Well, no, you know, Nate Washington might be better, too. He hasn't played in a while. <laughs> like, um, damn, Nate Burleson's back? No. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, who else would be good? Uh, Anthony Miller for tomorrow is on a lot of waivers. He might be a good play. So, uh, so hit us up. Let us know what's on waivers because I think you need to cut either. I wouldn't cut Hollywood, but I would I would cut Williams and, and pick somebody else up. I think for that, this is the playoffs, man. I I could not do Robbie and if it came down to it, and you had to do Robbie and Hollywood, that's that's not winning. I don't think unless they both just get a long touchdown. The probability is not with you. And uh, last but not least, now from Craig Cameron, who's a Ravens fan, uh, we can start two. He's got Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, Jack Doyle, DK Metcalf, and Cole Beasley are the guys that are on the bubble. Currently, he has in Crowder and Robbie, and I told him I kind of dig it. What say you guys? Lee, we'll start with you. Yeah, oh, this is tough because I, I'm in a tight end premium league with Jack Doyle, and I have been starting him, and I, I'm going to continue to do so, but... When he plays Tampa Bay, I, I'd roll out Doyle and Anderson just because with Ebron on the IR, Doyle has looked like, especially NTY not going to play, Doyle has looked like the favorite target for uh, Brissett. Okay. And he had a monster week last week. And I think there's no, you know, 11 targets, six catches. There's no reason he can't repeat that against a really bad Tampa Bay pass defense. So you're Doyle and Robbie? Doyle and Robbie, yep. Okay, Matt, which two would you select? Doyle for sure. Okay. Uh, top option on the Colts passing offense. Chester Rogers just went on IR. Uh, and then Eileen DK Metcalf. He's looked like a possession receiver suddenly. Okay. And in that offense, I think I'd rather go him. <sighs> Although it's tough between him and Crowder. Okay. We'll talk about both later. <laughs> and Chris, which two would you pick? I'm going Doyle and Beasley. Okay, so I'll let him know that Doyle is locked in, and then we're undecided on the rest, and he needs to look elsewhere for advice. <laughs> because um, I mean, I don't know. They're all they're all none of them really terrible plays. It's it's a good problem to have for real. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm about some Jack Doyle. That's the receiver I want on the team. I don't want Zach Pascal. I don't want anybody else. That's the dude that I need. I want you know in my life. So. That's it. Listeners, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for following. Uh, our Twitter handles, actually, I said end of the episode. I'll go ahead and give them now if you have further questions. Lee is at Dynasty Dingo. Matt is at Matt Reller, which is his name. M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R, right? Yes, sir. And then uh, Chris is Ctemp03. Uh, all stand-up dudes, they would have no problem answering your questions. And I am at Tecmo Zach, like the video game. That's T-E-C-M-O-Z-A-C-K. Also, Alex at Creator Rank would love to answer your questions as well, being that this is a Creator Rank podcast. It's at Creator Rank, just like it sounds. So, week 14. Let's get through these games, shall we, gentlemen? Do it. All right. The, the first game is pretty much, I, I, I want to say loser's done, but that's only if it's Chicago. Because Dallas and Philly are, are out punking with each other on how bad they can be. So it's not really a... I mean, so, I mean, this is a whole new version of the biggest loser. I mean, legit, 8-8 eight and eight could win this division. I mean, just like the, the teams in the NFC are, are going to have 10, 11, 12, 13 wins. And come visit 
a nine win or eight win NFC East team unless they win. <laughs> nine seven. wins is nine wins is awfully. I high. mean, eight and eight could happen. I mean, I think Lee seven and I. Nine could also happen. Yeah, well, Lee and I were talking, <laughs> and honestly, the winner will probably be. Doubt uh, would probably the winner there's between Dallas, Dallas and Philly when they play, or Dallas and Philly will tie, and Washington wins out and they win the division. Wouldn't that just be the weirdest stuff ever? You know what? They would deserve it. And I would, I and I would praise Hallelujah because Jason Garrett would get fired. <laughs> so, so Dallas and Chicago. Um, Chicago is still mathematically alive. I think we're all in agreement that if Chicago loses in Chicago, they probably are done. Chicago's already done. Well, math is not. Mathis still says that if people lose a lot of games, they're we had okay. this argument last week. I know, but I know they are done. I agree with you. They, they are, are done. done. So we're going to start with you, Mister. They're done. Who are you starting, and who are you sitting in this matchup? Alrighty, for you people out there, I am starting David Montgomery because I think the Bears are going to do the one thing that they're only capable of doing: running it down Dallas's crappy run defense. And no Van Der Esch. And no Van Der Esch again. Okay. Uh, my sit: Dallas's defense. Okay. I think the Bears uh, in the midway are just going to, the way the team has looked the last couple weeks. And thank you for going that angle, by the way, because I've seen them on some of these expert start lists. First off, try to shy shy away from Thursday Night Football defenses if you can. Yes. The one interesting fact about this is both teams have had a week rest. This is not a short week for either team. That's the one one kind of glimmer of hope. But road team, Thursday Night Football – no, I don't. I would, yeah, this guy was defense to go make Mitch Trubisky look like I don't, a pro. I don't. I don't. I don't feel it. Can you tell that Chris is heated at the Cowboys? They can't force turnovers. We don't have chills. <laughs> All right, we'll save them. Save it for our podcast tomorrow. That's Dallas. What team? He's a fan of. Yeah, Chicago. Um, all right, Matt. Matt Reller. Who are we starting and sitting in this matchup oh, from you? Boy, we're gonna start Anthony Miller. Reason being, he's had at least nine targets with six catches the last three games. His fantasy points are 8, 10.7, 18.5 in those three games. And Gabriel is out. All of them, Anthony Miller. Yes. And Gabriel is not playing. Make sure Chidelby Awuzie is covering him because he'll catch everything. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And who are you you sitting? (laughs) I'm going to sit Michael Gallup. He went 4 for 55 and 3 for 63 the last two against good defenses. And Chicago is a good defense. They are six best versus fantasy wide receivers. So I'm going to sit Mr. Gallup. All right. All right, Lee. How are you feeling on this game? Yep, I'll start Anthony Miller for the same reasons as Matt. And I will sit Mitch Trubisky because despite you guys thinking the Cowboys' pass defense is bad, which it probably has been recently, overall it's been a very solid fantasy defense against quarterbacks. And so just don't get cute and think you can start Trubisky because he's still a bad quarterback. Right. I would definitely reach if, – if you're in a bad situation, I would look at Tannehill. I would look at oh, – yeah. I might even look at the mustache – um, especially over uh, over Trubisky, I, I couldn't man with playoffs on the line. I couldn't trust him. No, I, I and Trubisky's actually done fantasy well the last two weeks. But once again, though, you don't want to be that guy that feels like you're being smarter than everybody else, and then you're not. And it's Thursday night football, and you just have to stare at that terrible point total. I mean, that was like that Zach Ertz last week. He had. He had, or not Zach Ertz, but uh, Carson Wentz. He had four points until the last two minutes of right. Of yeah, the game. You, you never know, man. Uh, for me, I'm going to start Montgomery. Um, I watched a I'm a I think I'm a terrible terrible husband and father probably, but I watched we drove driving to Oklahoma 
for Thanksgiving, and I'm watching the game on my phone while my wife drives. And, uh, and uh, Montgomery actually had a few runs where it looked like he's finally starting to get it a little bit. Like, not great. Like, I don't feel super confident uh, in David Montgomery. Like, I'll bring this up right now. A situation that I have in one of my leagues is I have David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Benny Snell, and who's the – oh, Geis. And I can start three. And I'm going to start three. And I really kind of don't want to play Montgomery. But I need to know, for me, what's going on with Snell before I commit to that. And I might not know the answer tomorrow. So I might have to fire him away. But I I – I think Montgomery's starting to figure he had a 14-yard run where he got tripped up that could have been for more. He had a nice reception for 12 yards and went for a TD, so I think he's going to do all right. My sit's going to be Cobb. Um, I think that if Dallas has any chance to win this game, it's going to be behind Zeke, Dak's legs, and the tight ends, and Amari Cooper. I do not think that – I think Cobb was there for a second, and unfortunately we might have missed the fantasy relevance of him. I would not feel comfortable with Cobb as a flex play in the fantasy playoffs. All right, on to the noon games. We have Carolina, the coachless, the coachless team from Guadalajara. Uh, Carolina traveling to the ATL. We don't know about Julio yet, but – Dan Quinn did say he's excited to come back full force with all hands on deck, which I think is a hint, hint, wink, wink that Julio and Hooper are going to be back, I would assume. So, Lee, I'm going to start with you. Starting and sitting in this game, who do you like and who do you dislike? I'll start Devontae Freeman. All right. Because I think a lot of people have a sour taste in their mouth when they when they hear about Devontae Freeman. Yeah. He's been but I don't think that's fair. It's like eating I, warheads, man. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's fair because especially in PPR, the dude has been a target machine and has caught a ton of passes. And I think he's gonna continue to do so against a not so great Panthers defense. Okay. And then I'll sit so this is obviously contingent on the fact if of uh, Greg Olson not playing which I think he might not. Um, I'll sit Ian Thomas. Again, like one of those things where despite it's a pretty dry waiver wire, don't get cute and think that you, you're going to find like a, a gem in the rough because, you know, he wasn't great when he got his opportunities last year, and I don't think he's going to be great again this time around. Okay, I dig it. Matt, what are your thoughts on this one? Starting Devonta Freeman for the exact same reasons as Lee, and then I'm going to sit Curtis Samuel. He has yet to top five catches in any game this year. Kyle Allen has been erratic, especially as late, and Atlanta D has started to actually look competent. So I think Curtis Samuel becomes a boom-bust guy, and I don't want to trust him in the fantasy playoffs, so I would sit him. I am with you. I would not trust Curtis Samuel. In fact, I cut him in the league that I have him in. So I'm, uh, if I if I survive, I hope the guy that has him plays him against me so I beat him. All right, Chris, who are we starting and who are we sitting? My start is old DJ Moore. Okay. I think he's uh, I think he's establishing himself. At, I mean, obviously he's established himself as their number one, but I think he's become a top 15 fantasy wide receiver in value over yeah. over the course of the year. He's, I think he's 100% matchup proof now. I, I think he is. I think he's a... The way they, the way they line him up. Yep. I yep. think... You're good to roll with him every week. And I am sitting Julio Jones. I don't care what Dan Quinn says. Julio Jones is never 100%. Okay. And I think, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I think that the Panthers are going to do uh, uh, win one for the Gipper Gipper game. Uh, you know, they're going to play their hearts out, and they're going to go out, and they're going to destroy Atlanta. Okay. 
Because the Atlanta Slides will have their coach got fired. It's hard to trust injured players in the playoffs. I have Julio in one league, and I have the same conundrum. And I my option is Slayton, which I felt really good about until the news today with Eli. I feel less good about Slayton now. So um, I think that I'm going to start Julio if he plays and just hope that uh, it works out for me in the playoffs. Uh, for me... My start is also Devonta Freeman. Uh, Carolina's been getting shredded on the ground. Um, I think if you are in a 14-team league, and I think Brian Hill might even be getting some work in this game. They just, man, they're bad. And then my sit's going to be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan sucks. Don't play him. <laughs> That's my expert opinion. All right. Uh, we have, All right. Okay. He does, dude. He's just not been good, man. I wasn't discrediting you. I was just like, the way, the way you just like, we're moving on. I'm like, all right then. I just don't have much to say on that, like Forrest Gump style. Hey, you're dumping him like a diaper? Yeah. So Ravens and Bills uh, is up next. This is a this is going to be a sneaky good game, I think, actually. Um, I'll be interested to see if, if Josh Allen can keep up. I, th- I think I think he might be able to, man. I'm, I'm really I, Josh Allen's a player I really dig. So let's start with you, Chris. Who are we starting and sitting on this one? So for me, uh, I'm starting any Ravens tight end. Okay. I, I think, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm starting Andrews and all that. I think I think they're matchup nightmares against this Bills defense. So if somebody checks in as being offensive eligible, this is D lineman. You're going to start them too. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's put it into context here. Okay? I'm just messing with a normal you. a normal lineup. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you, you know, Mister Floozy over there. Yeah, I am a Floozy. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I just think I just think their quarterback's a matchup nightmare, and the Bills. Uh, we'll have trouble covering all their tight ends. I think okay. that's where he has to go. I don't think his receivers are good enough. I think his tight ends are the, are the key weapons for him. All right. And who are we sitting? I am sitting the Bills defense because it's Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, chances are if you've had the Bills defense, you've had them for a very long, long time. Yeah. If uh, San Francisco can't get in double digits, Buffalo's not. I've, you got to move on. I rode with the Bills all season. Yeah, me too. And, and then I picked uh, the Ravens up when the Bills had a bye. Yeah. So, you know – but I just don't trust anybody against Lamar Jackson. Anymore. No, it sucks because they're a good defense, too. And, and defensively-wise, they'll probably have an okay game. But it's just you're not going to get the sacks. You're not going to get – I mean, that's the number one offense in the league right now. You can't, can't scoring, do it. Scoring offense, yeah. And Matt, what you got? I'm going to start Cole Beasley. Uh, you're going up against a pretty good Baltimore secondary that's disciplined. They're going to limit the chunk plays, which I think kind of limits John Brown's effectiveness. So I think if Josh Allen's going to give you the kind of performance that you need, it's going to be on the back of Cole Beasley. Okay. And then I'm going to sit Hollywood for reasons that we've already kind of talked about. Okay. I dig it, man. And uh, Lee, what you got? Yeah, I'll start Mark Ingram. Despite the Bills having a great defense, they've actually been pretty susceptible on the ground. They have, and yes. that's the Ravens' specialty. So I think they're going to ground and pound with Lamar and Ingram. And I uh, really should give it to him. And then I'll sit Ravens pass catchers outside of, uh, outside of um, what's his face, Mark Andrews, just because they have been super inconsistent. And this is a really good Bills pass defense. So I, like, I can't trust Hollywood or Snead or anyone really. So this isn't the week to pick up Snead off the waivers and play him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. For me, um, I watched a lot of this game last weekend. And um, call me wrong, call me right, call me whatever you want. I have takeaways from games when I see them play other teams. And I think of things that are done that's going to make them successful. I'll give you an example. 
Um, I had to win and get in one of my leagues, and I started Devin Singletary on Thursday. I hate Thursday games against my Cowboys. And the reason why I had no problem doing so is because I saw what Dalvin Cook did. And not to say that Singletary and Dalvin Cook are the same person at all. Um, I just saw in the passing game and certain things that I, I felt Buffalo could kind of open up. And plus with Josh Allen's running lanes and moving his feet, I just ha- I felt that that was going to be a Devin Singletary was going to have a plus matchup. And sure enough, he did. So in this game, I'm going to take to last week. And Raheem Mostert had an ex- exceptional game. And I'm not afraid to play Singletary this week. I don't. I think this is this. I think he is shifty enough, crafty enough, and once again with Josh Allen's legs, where he can do some damage in the passing game and break a big run or two. I feel good about him, so I'm going to start him. And the reason why I put him on this list is I know a lot of people are probably thinking the Ravens defense, Ravens. You can run on them with the right scheme. Look at what San Fran just did. Mostart. There's a reason why Coleman got put on the bench. Because Mozart was way more shifty, and when he was able to kind of get it done, he's got that hip work, if that makes sense. So I would, if you picked up Mozart on waivers, you're probably going to lose this week because I think they'll go back to Coleman and Breda, and I think it was matchup. Shanahan saw that Mozart was able to have that shiftiness with his hips, and that's what beats that defense. So I think Singletary's got a little bit of that juice, so I'm liking him. My sit is Hollywood Brown. Too much boom for me, man. During the season, I'm a seven-win team. I'm seven and one. I'll get cute and put him in my flex and love it. Yeah, no, not in the playoffs. Sorry. I still like you, Hollywood, but nope. All right. We have the uh, Bengals. Let's go. The Red Rifle is back. They're no longer winless. They are no longer winless. Going to the Browns. Congratulations, man. Jets. Woo! This should be punishment for losing. If you didn't make the playoffs, you should have to watch this game in its entirety. (laughs) I would rather be stabbed in the eyes with a thousand needles. Bengals versus Browns. Let's start with you, Lee. Who are we starting and who are we sitting? I think you're starting Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Okay. Because they both kind of earned it. And this is a defense you can run on a little bit. So, and I was to say they've both been really great. And then I'll, I'll sit John Ross just because it looks like he's going to play this week coming off INR. And I don't know that you can trust him. Like, I, I, he was so, he had two really good games and then a couple bad ones and then got hurt. So I think that I don't, I don't think you can, I mean, maybe if you're like a heavy underdog and you really need a boom play, but I don't think you should uh, start John Ross this week. Okay. Matt, what do you think about this game? Also going to start Kareem Hunt. That CD, as mentioned, is bad, and he's averaging five catches a game since he's come back. I'm also I'm going to sit Odell Beckham Jr. His volume has been erratic, and it's hard to trust in the playoffs. And if you drafted him, you're probably in the toilet bowl anyway. I'm not. Thank you very I'm much. Not. <laughs> but, I, but I will be out in the first round of the playoffs because of him. <laughs> I stand no chance. I'm a, I'm a 50 point underdog this week in the league, in the league. It's a PPR league where you start two flexes, and I'm a 50 point. How is that even physically possible, dude? I yeah, don't know. maybe That's I should pick crazy. up John Ross and play him. <laughs> I mean, he's on, no, maybe he's on, you should. You know, he's on Chris's team actually. <laughs> All right, and he, then he, he, he won't be tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> so you're gonna sit. So you said that you're going to sit Od- Odell, okay? Chris, who yep. are you starting and sitting? I'm starting Jarvis Landry because the Bengals secondary is atrocious. And he's just been on fire, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the he's, he's their best offensive pass catcher. 
Uh, you know, they've got great running backs. You can't say he's their best offensive weapon. But uh, for me, I'm also sitting John Ross for what you guys alluded to earlier. Okay. I mean, you just can't trust a guy coming back. Boom, hey, let's get it done. Okay. You've missed 12 weeks. I dig it. Thank you, gentlemen. For me, I'm also going to start Kareem Hunt. I think he's locked in as a flex play. Period. Absolutely. You you don't don't mess with it. You just put him in there and let him. He's, he's got two touchdowns, five catches a game. He's getting over sixty combined yards. You just rock with it, man. Period. Baker clearly is going to throw to him. Baker's got that hand issue, which all that means is probably even more Kareem Hunt targets. That costs them the playoffs. You know, so I uh, I like Hunt. Just uh, that's just what I'm saying. Fire him up. He's an automatic flex for the rest of the playoffs. I am going to sit Tate. I know he had a connection with Andy Dalton in PPR leagues, and I know that he did a little bit better this week, and if you were sneaky enough to start him and you got a W, or you're one of the uh, – if you watch waivers, and when you watch waivers, you watch uh, – like just you, you chase points, if that makes sense, and not really matchups. Ross is coming back, which makes him completely irrelevant. It, it's not going to be enough targets for me because Ross will take probably four or five targets away from him, I think. So I'm going to sit tape. All right, on to Washington and Green Bay. Let's go. They're experts. Remember, Lee, when I told you, I I texted you this week, and I said, man, Lee, there are a lot of these pick experts that have the Dolphins winning. Yeah, you got me. (laughs) These same pick experts that I I, I watch, they have Washington. Wow. So Washington going to Green Bay. So let's start with you, Chris. Start and sit in this game. I'm starting Alan Lazard. Oh yes, I'm the Lazard Alan, King. I'm, I'm starting Alan Lazard. He's he's come on. Uh, he's he's done really well. You know this season. You know all the debating about who the number two was was just a waste. It was a complete waste of time. Yes, Val Scantling or Geronimo or Equinomia St. Brown. Where'd that guy go? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was Chris's golden pick. That was my golden pick, yeah. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, that you know, that's on my list of, you know, it didn't work out well. That is a good, that's good, and he's also on waivers. Yes. Uh, my sit is Darius Geis. Really? Really. Okay, that's fine. Please tell us why. Because I just don't think he's done well enough. Really? Really. You don't think last week's good enough? I mean, one week? It was just, but it was phenomenal. It's one week. Okay, no, I'm just... Let's, let's combine everything else he's done I've, this year. No, that, that's, why, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. I have a quite, I have a situation in a league where I'm tempted to start him because he has... Geist has the juice. The, the, the Geist juice. The but, juice. once again, the Packers know that literally all this team can do is run because Haskins ain't going to beat you in the air. That's for sure. So, it is might actually... Haskins equal to Mason Rudolph? I, I, I don't think he's a racist, actually. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> all right, Matt, moving on. That is not at all where I was trying to lead this conversation. That would be like an episode of the... That. that would be like an episode of the Chappelle Show if he was. All right, let's go. Uh, Matt Reller, all it's on like, to you. It's like Chappelle Show and Tosh.0 combined. Man, I missed y'all. All right, I'm going to start Darius guys because I'm like... Chris, I think he does have it. He went ten for a buck twenty and two, averaging twelve yards a carry. The week before, he caught a forty-something yard touchdown. I'm pretty sure I've watched running backs just gash this defense lately. Yep. I'm gonna trust Darius guys to get it done. And and you know what? Um, to, to to back that up, Matt, before you get on your sit, one right. thing that can be said about your flex, I think the first rule of flexology is. 
running back over wide receiver unless you just have a, an amazing situation where you have like Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and X, right? DJ Shark. I would need like three top 20 right. guys. DJ Shark ruined my fantasy season. Well, I'm sorry. So it's a situation like that, right? Um, uh-huh. With guys, I think the floor is actually pretty good because he is so dynamic. And Haskins is only throwing the ball like five yards. So guys will get passing game work too. So it's almost like as a flex, you're getting a complete – because you know you have your RB1, your RB2. As your yeah. flex, you're almost getting a RB2 and a wide receiver two and one. So it makes yeah. a pretty good floor flex. Uh, he had, uh, what is it, over 10 points one game. Under five, right at five one, and then thirty last week. So there's certainly some volatility there. I would definitely feel better than him over Ross, Hollywood Brown. Um, I would play if if there's no Connor. I'd play Snell over Geis. I think, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. I, I, I value both of your points because Green Bay, if if all they have to do is stop the run, maybe they can. Right? Uh, have you seen the linebacking crew? Oh, I know. I'm, I'm getting your take on Green Bay like we got Chris's on the Cowboys. Trust me, I know. They're your team. Right. You watch more than I do. So I'm not. I'm. I trust your judgment. So I will yeah. tell people if they're if they're if they're if they're um, if they have a situation where they're wondering, probably lean your direction because you've watched every single Packer game with. And Chris and I have not. Probably so. If it's if it if that's your your reason for backing it up, why would I want to yes. waste my time watching the Green and Gold? Exactly. And then who are we sitting in this game? I'm gonna sit Terry McLaurin. Haskins is just over fifty percent completion percentage. And Green Bay pass defense has been pretty darn good. I expect Jair Alexander to pay a lot of attention to Terry McLaurin. Oh yeah. And I don't want to start him. So. Okay, I dig it. I right. think he's not playing uh, old Amari Cooper. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, Terry, what a fall from grace. You are my everything, Scary Terry. <laughs> and then they had to go and put Haskins in. And... But... I, I never thought I'd be wanting Keenum to be a quarterback of a team ever in my life. Right? Um, <laughs> it feels really dirty. Oh, it's, no, it's definitely dirty. Lee, what are your thoughts on this I'd game? I'd like it stirred, not shaken. Yes, same as Matt. No additions, actually. Okay, perfect. I'm also the exact same as Matt. I'm going to start guys. And I'm going to sit Terry. Good thing my team's better than yours. Okay, yes. You don't have guys on your team, so you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) All right, we have Detroit. Uh, Third string quarterback fever. Let's go, baby. Um, Who on their team is not third string, right? Uh, So we have Detroit and uh, going to Minnesota. I think this is a get-right game for Minnesota. Although, if you are uh, in the betting world, these pick experts that I follow are heavily on Detroit in this game. For some reason, I can't physically wrap my head around. But, start sit, Chris. Who you got? Well, I had this done before the news I saw earlier. Uh, on Johnson might play this week. No, week 16. Week 16? He's okay. ineligible this week, but yeah. Yeah, he's practicing again. Okay, then I misread it. Oh, you, no, you read it right, but it's a defined print. It's, it's like uh, they have to be designated for two weeks. Mm. So week 16, right. he can come back. Okay, so my start is Bo Scarborough. Okay. Uh, with the third-string quarterback, I don't know what you can really expect from the Lions wide receivers on a week-to-week basis. You can expect 17 Bo Scarborough runs. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. 
So that might, that might, yeah. You know, Bo Scarborough, seventh round draft pick, Dallas Cowboys, not good enough to make the team because we're idiots. I like old Bo. Yeah. I do, man. I like them too. I like them here. I, I have him in two leagues, picked them up. I actually used them in one. Yeah, he's he's been fantasy relevant. And, and, and then my, my sit is more of uh, because I hate you because you lost me the chance of going to the playoffs, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> you sucked so bad all year. That you had a couple good weeks, and then you sucked, and then you'd have a good week. And the week I really needed you to perform, you got six points. So so I, I guess <laughs> Diggs and Matt Ryan can just go F themselves. <laughs> they can go play leapfrog with a unicorn for all I give a damn. <laughs> all right, Matt, who you got? I'm also starting Bull Scarborough. He's had at least 20 running contests the last two weeks. I say fire him up. What are you going to do, let David Blah throw it? Uh, and then blah I'm blah. Sit, I'm gonna sit Alexander Madison. I'm seeing a lot of excitement around him with Dalvin's shoulder might being limiting. No, he's good to go. I expect Dalvin to be Dalvin, and I would not take the chance in the fantasy playoffs of starting a handcuff. So okay, and Lee, start and sit, sir. Yeah, I'll start both Carbroad like you guys. And I will sit. So this is actually a really important sit for a lot of people just because I don't think everyone realizes it is Kyle Rudolph. Um, Because in games that Thielen plays, Rudolph is basically irrelevant. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So he's been great when Thielen's been out, and he's been doing a lot for the team. But in the, in the games that Thielen played, he was non-existent. It's like it's like Anthony Miller on the Bears. Once Gabriel comes back, I that, that's that's some, that's targets that he's going to lose. And exactly, I don't know in that offense if they they move the ball enough to support another fantasy relevant player. You know, so nope. that might f- make you fall into a trap. They don't move the ball enough to get stuck in a mud puddle half the time. No, no. For me, I'm going to start <laughs> Madison, Matt. And the reason why I'm going to start Madison is I am a Dalvin Cook owner uh, in one of my leagues, and he's in my flex right now. And I'm debating on if I need to start him or not. And here's here's my my conundrum. So Dalvin Cook, I watched the game. He got uh, on a two point conversion, got fallen on weird by a player week eleven. Uh, injured his chest, shoulder area. Didn't hear anything about it week 12 because players aren't, they don't do a practice, so there's nothing to report, right? Um, limited all last week. Uh, questionable. They, he got a full practice in Saturday. They announced that he's going to play good to go. Uh, took a weird hit in the third quarter where, honestly, uh, it, it just it, it was the same, the same spot. So re-injured and didn't play. So can I sit Dalvin Cook? I think the answer is no, because I think Dalvin Cook, if he's my flex, is better than whoever else I would have as a flex option, right? Like I have Geis as a flex option. I have Sterling Shepard as a flex option. So I'm kind of in a conundrum because I kind of like both of those two. But coming back to bringing it full circle here is I'm hearing weird chatter. And, and here's the weird chatter that I'm hearing, is he says he's going to play, he's fine. They've got to win these games. Well, it's Detroit, and it's a third-string quarterback. Seattle was probably way more important for seeding than what Detroit's going to be. you got to win them all. If he's going to be able to play, play through it, and not get re-aggravated or re-injured, 
shouldn't he have come back in the game versus Seattle? Well, he said it was a pain tolerance issue. Well, he obviously couldn't deal with the pain. I mean, maybe they they that day, but you give him a week. I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to deal. With maybe it's maybe they can inject uh, muscle softeners in there or whatever right. that is, where he it's can handle right. handle the hits better. He'll just fumble seven times, but he can't feel the left side of his body. Yeah. But he's it's <laughs> just a quarter zone shot. That's all it would be. So I think I think Madison will be an okay play um, as a flex only. And obviously, if you are thinking of starting Madison, per- personally reach out to one of us to see what your other options are because there are a lot of people I would start over him. But I think he is going to get some play. I think that they are going to get up on the Lions, get up quick. Dalvin Cook will be fantasy relevant as well. And I think both of them, it'll be kind of like what we just saw from Carson and Penny, but uh, a little less of a split, I think. And uh, my sit is going to be Bo. And the reason why I sit Bo, I don't sit him in a standard, but in a half PPR or a PPR, I'm not going to play Bo because he gets zero work in the passing game from that team. So, but I do like Bo in standard leagues a lot. He's a very, very good flex play because, like you gentlemen said, he absolutely gets to tote the rock. So let's move on. We've got the San Francisco 49ers now on the outside of the division looking in and are a wild card team going to New Orleans. I'm really intrigued to your thoughts on this game because this is a this is a wild one. Chris, who are we starting and who are we sitting? For me. You guys might think I'm crazy, but I'm starting with Jimmy G. I don't think you're crazy. I, I mean, the Saints. I mean, the Saints have a good defense, and you know, they've had you know they've had some in- injuries here of late. I think Jimmy G, over the last month of the season, though, has came on really strong. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Um, you would start Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Who would you start him over as some of the top streaming options? Like if I so throw like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, would you start Jimmy G over him? Over Fitzpatrick? Yes. Probably. Okay. Would you start Jimmy G over Kyle Allen? Yes. Would you start Jimmy G over Ryan Tannehill? No. Would you start him over Eli Manning? Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. And then who would you sit? Uh, my sit, as as you alluded to earlier, Raheem Mo- Mo- Mostat. Because I think the I, Colonel, yeah. Colonel, Colonel Mostart. Mostart. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to go back to their normal rotation, and uh, Tevin Coleman's going to get. The bulk of the carries. Yeah, try to honestly. You should try to avoid. I think Breda is the only one that's a safe play because you know what they do with him when he's there. And I don't know if Coleman's in the doghouse or if it really was what I saw with my eyes and it was a matchup based thing. And I'd rather just uh, watch it play out. And I think Breda is the one flex option. Matt, what do you think? I'm going to start the Saints defense. They've had at least four sacks in back to back games. And there's lots of talk about the San Francisco D, and I think the New Orleans Saints are going to want to show out, especially at a game at home. Okay. I'm going to start them. I'm going to sit the 49ers D. Really? You know, this is kind of a bold call. They're the number two fantasy defense. However, have you seen New Orleans' offense? It's pretty darn good. Uh, (laughs) And they've also boosted up really bad teams to get to that number two ranking. They've had single-digit points against Green Bay and Baltimore the last two weeks. I'm not going to start them in the fantasy playoffs. It's a, it's a bold move. I have them on a team that I'm in the playoffs in, and I actually picked up the Packers' defense instead. You know, I have the same dilemma. Uh, I have the 49ers and Packers' D in my work league, and I'm starting the 49ers' D, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. All right, Lee, 
Yeah, I'll start. I think I'll start Jimmy Garoppolo because I think the Saints have been really good against the run, and they're going to kind of limit that part of the 49ers offense. And the pass defense has not been phenomenal. So I think they'll really look to Jimmy G to kind of lead that offensive attack. And then I will sit Drew Brees because, I mean, he's a great player, one of the greatest of all time, obviously. But great 49ers defense. And the Saints offense is, is too complex to, to really trust Brees right now. And whether he's going to score the touchdown, is it going to be Taysom Hill, Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara? I feel like there's too many moving parts in that offense for me to really want to start Breeze. And, yes. Okay. I dig it. So, for me, my start is the 49er defense. And this is why. This is nothing against you, Matt. I have the Packer defense, and this is why I'm going to start them over them. Okay. For me, if I look at a defense – and I say, if I'm looking on waivers or for my backup option because I don't want to start that quarterback versus that defense, that makes them a start to me. And I don't own Drew Brees in any of my leagues that I'm in the playoffs in, but I would absolutely not start Drew Brees versus the 49ers. I know, Chris, that's one of the reasons why you're looking for a quarterback in the toilet bowl, right? Mm-hmm. It's for that exact reason. So, for me... Um, I saw this, once again, I go to what I've seen with my eyes. I saw the game plan the Falcons brought when they absolutely lit Drew Brees up a few weeks ago. And that's the way uh, the 49ers play all the time. So I actually really dig. I think, you know, with fantasy defenses, what do you want? You want games where teams are having to pass a lot. Drew Brees will have to pass a lot. You're going to get sacks and uh, possible turnovers. So I dig the 49er D. I don't know if they let Dwayne Haskins do enough in Green Bay, Matt, to uh, to to get, make that defense really that relevant, except for just in points. What's the weather going like sense. in Green Bay? Uh, it's going to be forty, no snow. He did play at Ohio State. Here's my thing. In this game, you know who else watched that tape of the Atlanta whooping Saints butt? The Saints. John Pace. Yeah, he's. Probably one of the best at making offensive adjustments I've ever seen. Good thing he's going to be the Dallas Cowboys coach next year. He signed an extension. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to hit him with misdirection and stuff that Green Bay should have kept doing when it was working. I think he's smart enough to, like, hand off to Ted Ginn, hand off to Elvin Kamara and reverses, and get that defense thinking. Right, so because I, they've struggled against Kyler Murray. That's the only play in Lamar. That's literally the only two quarterbacks they haven't had success versus. Right, but I still think Sean Payton's smart enough to get it done, even with like Drew Brees or using Taysom Hill a little more than he was. I was just thinking about. What do you think? You think that's what he does? That's the answer? It's just more. I'll be. I swear to you, if Taysom Hill makes my start 49er D a bust because he passes for 200 yards and runs for two touchdowns. No. I'm going to quit. not going to do that much, <laughs> but I do think, like, take in on a double reverse or something like that is definitely going to happen in this game. Just because Sean Payton isn't afraid of, like, making a gutsy play call. I mean, he's the dude that came out in the second half of the Super Bowl and kicked an onside kick. True. So, this is a huge, I, huge I just, game. It, it, I predict player, Teddy Bridgewater will come in at halftime and lead the Roughnecks to the Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. And uh, my sense, Drew Brees, my sense, Drew Brees, for exactly the reason what you said. Um, I do think that if 
the Saints have any chance of scoring, it's going to be with trick plays, which are sweeps and handoffs and Taysom Hill, which is Drew Brees not throwing them. So I do, I'm sitting Brees. All right. Uh, We've got the Dolphins and the Jets. Start and sit, Lee. What do you got for this one? Fins up. Um, I'll start Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yes. He's been money as of late and took apart that Eagles defense. And Hard I think the Jets, the Jets pass defense might be even worse. <laughs> what team is so, not – what game is not a revenge game for Fitzpatrick? He's been around so long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Really, exactly. And then I'll sit Patrick Laird because on the other side of that, he played well, but the Jets' run defense is pretty good. And I just don't think like he's a guy you really want to trust on your team. No. Um. So yeah. Not at all. Welcome. So so you 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 didn't get the welcome to the underground laird, did you? No, I did not. Sadly. See, see what I did there? A little uh, better. I tried to be funny. All right, Matt. What you got? <laughs> well, I'm gonna start Patrick Laird. Reason being, oh. Pollard is on IR. He's caught four forty-three on five targets and a rushing touchdown in Philly. So I think especially in like a half PPR or full PPR, he's going to be just fine. He's gotten a ton of work in the passing game the last two weeks. So I think he's going to be okay. And the Jets don't have that great of a defense, but I could be wrong. I'm going to sit Robbie Anderson. The last time, they were he went 2 of 33 against Miami. Oh, I know. So he's hurt. I think... I think it's back to Jamison Crowder this week, who's looked like he's crappy. But I think he went like 8 of 86 and a touch against them last time. And that Miami D will definitely play tough against Robbie Anderson because he's looked the part. So I think they're going to do what they did against him last time. So that's why I think history could repeat itself here. And you, you might be right. This is a tricky one because they've played each other already. And I know the Bengals... The reason why the Bengals won is that they saw how much Darnold goes to Crowder and Griffin, and they shut both of those targets down for him. And right. he wasn't really able to figure it out because just throwing it to Robbie Anderson all game doesn't really work for him. So uh, Or Demarius Thomas is just old and slow. So, uh, yeah, that's that's valid. All right, for me – or I'm sorry, Chris, I got you going. My bad. Chris, start and sit. Uh, I'll make mine real quick. Uh, I'm starting Devontae Parker. Okay. Uh you know, uh, Thank you. He, I feel about Parker like I do Hunt or Geis. I think you just, especially Parker. Don't you don't question in. it. He's he's just he's in, right? Like I know Should he's he a dolphin. In as a wide receiver too. Yeah, he, you lock him in now, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's the only guy I would. And start people for are still people are still wondering. Should I should I start him? I, I tell these people. Yes. He got you to where you're at. If you're a playoff team, it was probably because right. of Devontae Parker. I have him right. in one league, and I'm going to continue to play him. And I don't care about matchup. I'm going to play him. All right, and who's your sit? Uh, I'm going to sit anybody on the Jets offense not named Le'Veon Bell. Okay. <laughs> I am going to also start Devontae Parker. Um, and that was more of a public service announcement for me. I think he's locked in, and we and we all should know, just kind of like, like Chris said. But I think that uh, just, man, he, he's he's just done well. And you know what, man? If, if a bad game happens, it's – Man, he's got you where you're at. You ride, you ride the hot hand like that, man. He's just he's out there. He was the wide receiver one this last week. He's beasting. The targets are there. So uh, fire up the paca. And I'm going to sit Lev Bell, actually. He sucks at football right now. And I need to look, I need to look elsewhere. Last time he played the Dolphins, he had six points in a PPR. 
That is not going to win you a game this week. All right. We have Colts going down to Tampa. Let's start with you, Chris. Who are we starting and who are we sitting? Uh, so my start is uh, Jonathan Williams. Okay. Mac might come back. He practiced today. Yes. That's what I, that's what I was about to say. I, this okay. Was, this was done before. Gotcha. No, you're cool. You're cool. All the stuff. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. If, if Mac comes back... You're not going to start Williams, obviously. He's not going to be your guy. So you just got to figure out. You'll have to flex it out with whoever you've got. Okay. Um, my sit is Ronald Jones. I think, you know, the Colts are an inconsistent team. But one thing they can do is play run defense. And you don't know, and I swear, Bruce Arians is a – he hates fantasy football, I think. I really do. I think he just wants us to die. I think he just wants the world burn. <laughs> Matt, who are your starts and sits for this one? I'm going to start Jack Doyle. He's the top receiving option for the Colts. And Tampa Bay is 31st against the tight end. I have a really deep sleeper if you want one. If you're like a 50-point underdog, Zach. Uh, (laughs) Marcus Johnson. He's going to be the number two wide receiver for Indy. He was 4 for 55 on six targets last week. Tampa Bay is the worst against wide receivers. With T.Y. hitting doubtful. Chester Rogers on IR and Paris Campbell still banged up. Somebody's going to have to step up, not name Zach Pascal. And I think it could be this Marcus Johnson kid. All right, I dig it. And who are you sitting? Um, sorry? And who are you sitting? Sitting Rojo. Indy's, Indy's top five in the run, against running backs. Okay. He missed the flip. And then Barber got two rushing touchdowns. So I'm not going to trust him in the playoffs to, like, suddenly figure out blitz assignments. Yeah. All right. Lee, who are we starting and sitting? Yeah, so this is one of my actually big start-sit questions I have for you guys. I have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston. And I, I, I put Jameis Winston as a start because he's been so good. But then last week he was not so good. So I'm curious, like, of those three guys, who you'd start for me? I would start Winston at home. Personally, I would too. I would start Matt Ryan at home. Okay, I wouldn't start Matt Ryan in a car. <laughs> I like to watch the world burn, though. So there's that. Yeah, I, I, I have Winston in my lineup right now, and the, the two the two votes kind of confirm it for me. The He's safest, just been really good. The safest play is Matt Ryan. Yeah, the same. But Winston's got that upside while having, I think, twenty points in every week for the past. I'm just worried. Five, five weeks. I'm worried that Carolina is just going to get run all over, and that Matt Ryan might not have to pass a whole lot. Personally, mm. that's that would be my. And if there's one thing I know about Tampa, they're going to throw the damn ball. That's what they do. So here's the weird thing about Dirk Cotter, though. They get down to the red zone, he throws the ball. I don't understand it. He's but. a. There's a reason. That'd be my only argument for that. That is true. No, no, that's valid. That's very valid. Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley. I'll gauge your Ridley. Austin Hooper, if he's healthy. Yeah. So, who are we starting and sitting in this one, Lee? Okay, so, my start is Jameis, actually. Okay. Um, and then my sit would be Mac or Williams, I guess, just because that Bucks, especially if Mac comes back, I'm not sure how involved he'll be. Yeah. But also, just the Bucks run defense, like inexplicably, is one of the best in the league. And Mac is like Leonard Fournette. These guys are allergic to the end zone, right? Uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna start Jack Doyle, and I'm gonna sit Zach Pascal. I know that 
You read it. I know people are saying he's a pickup this week. I know you might have even picked him up off waivers. Zach Pascal is not great. And Jack Doyle is the one you want. It, you, I, I promise you, and if I'm wrong, I will gladly eat crow, but do not start him next week if I am wrong. Zach Pascal is not a guy you want on your fantasy football team during the playoffs. Period. Marcus Johnson. No. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Johnson. I, I, I think I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going with a new strategy. I'm gonna play with no flexes and see what happens. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I don't think that'll work well, dude. No, is that that's not a winning move? No, I don't think so. Man. Not usually. Usually, one point's better than zero. <laughs> All right, we've got any bigger glory play than a Marcus Johnson panned out. That would be really good, except for if I played the guy that got eight points and would have uh, made me win. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's just like AD Isabella, one catch, eighty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, he finally did something." Andy, that's oh, Andy. crazy. So we wait till next year for Andy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we've got Denver. That train is Denver at Houston. Chris, who are we starting and sitting? Uh, for me, I'm starting uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, and uh, for me, I'm sitting. Uh, it's really weird what I did. I didn't even realize I did it, but I'm sitting Drew Lock. <laughs> well, you uh, should sit Drew Lock. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to sit your quarterback and start your wide receiver for the same team. Well, Cortland Sutton was fantasy relevant, but Last I mean, week, yeah. he had only threw for 130 yards. It was like all of a sudden. Yeah, in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. I know I'm weird, people, but that's what I got. All right. Matt? I am going to start Duke Johnson. The usage is finally starting to go up. I don't know if it was just because it was New England, but he ran the ball like nine times. So I'm going to trust that maybe they've come around to using Duke Johnson as the lead guy because Carlos Hyde has just looked rough the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he has. And then I'm going to sit Royce Freeman. He's only getting 50%. 56% of snaps and less than 10 touches per game since the Week 10 bye. So I want zero parts of Royce Freeman. It, it almost just seems like they're using him to block now. Yeah. They're Very. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also, also out on the Rolls Royce. Lee, what you got? Yeah, so my start will be Lindsey just because he, he had three catches last game, which is a decent sign. And again... Houston de- defense is really bad, and he's a really talented runner. So I think he get, he's been solid. Like he's got like seven or eight points and a half point PPR the past couple weeks. But I think this could be like the breakout week where he busts a long one. And then I'll sit high for the reasons Matt said he sucks. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna start Philip Lindsay. He's just been okay, man. And the Houston Texans have given up the most points to running backs the last four weeks via the. Lovely Twitter of Creator Rank telling us that today on a tweet. Uh, so I think the matchup's there, and like we just said, Matt Royce Freeman's not getting the carries, man. So I, I can't trust him. Uh, I'm going to sit Noah Fant. Man, he came on there for a few weeks, and you think a, a tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend, but apparently no. Apparently rookie quarterback's going to throw into coverage with the best cornerback to Sutton nine times, and that's going to work. So uh, I think I'm going to sit it and uh, go elsewhere. All right. We have the uh, 
The Chargers going to Jacksonville. Lee, who are we starting at City? Um, yeah, so Chargers, Jaguars. Um, this is a know, tough like, game, by the way. Just, maybe this is just me, um, like not realizing this, but Austin Eckler has still been pretty dominant. Yeah. So I just didn't realize that. Like I had no idea that he was just still really on a tear. So start him, roll him out. He's been a consistent part of that offense. What's up? Do you know how much of a tear he's on? He's currently the number three PPR running back. Yeah, he's been catching the ball like crazy stuff, which is huge. And um, yeah, and then I'll sit Minshew. Um, like, good for him for getting a starting job back. Like, gotta respect it. Um, Foles did not look good, but I, I just think that I just think that it's it's this is not the defense to play to play Minshew against. And he did get benched for a reason in the first place. So I, I don't think all of a sudden he's gonna be like a world beater, world beating quarterback. Well, you were really beating up on the guy that got you the first and only Super Bowl you ever get. I love it, but he played horribly. I love it. I love it. I I knew when Lee Lee's just sitting here smiling when he got to this one. Like, oh, Minshew. No, sit, sit. <laughs> Matt, who are you starting at City? <laughs> I'm going to start the Los Angeles Chargers defense. Reason being, they get Derwin James back. He's pretty good at football. And yes. Both and Ingram kind of being on fire. I think they're going <laughs> to. I think they're going to remind people why they were a top ten fantasy defense last year. All and right. then I'm going to sit DJ Chark because Derwin James is back, and I think you're going to be able to bracket coverage that dude, and it's going to make Beowulf have to look to like Chris Conley or somebody else to get the job done. Okay, Chris. I'm starting Mike Williams because he's been more consistent down the stretch than any Chargers wide receiver. He and he has. He, I saw that stat. He has more targets from twenty plus yards than any receiver in the league. Yeah. So if if you're on a boomer bus and that's the boom you want exactly. for real, that's the boom guy you want to start. Man. He needs to start getting in the box. I know. What the heck? He he's with Mac and Fournette, just allergic, and Robert Woods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, sit is the stash because guys, you guys alluded to. He's not that good. Well, you know what? I'm going to start Garner Minshew just because you guys yeah, said not to. No. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Go ahead. Luke. I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick over him. I would start Tannehill over him. And then I would start Minshew over the rest, in my opinion. So Darnold. I would not start. No. Darnold was making out with his tight end and gave him mono now, dude. No. Did you say, hey, Arnold? <laughs> I would start Minshew over Darnold, too. Woo. That's bold. It's bold, Jerry. So like we'll it. see. Darnold's also the, questionable. Yeah, his, his making out is questionable, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> his making out habits are very questionable. Just because you play with dolls in the corner doesn't mean everybody else is weird. Uh, for me, I'm going to be kind of a kind of lame with my sit. I'm not going to sit anybody. I think that if you have a Jag or you have a Charger in the playoffs, I think you should start them. And whether that be Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, I think I feel pretty good about the results you'll get. There aren't very many people I would sit. So I think that that's my response is that if you are in the playoffs as one of those guys, because it's been kind of up and down for a lot of them, I think you should, I think you can ride it out unless there's just like a hot – you know, commodity that's sitting there, but really, you know, we heard what we just talked about. I don't think that there is. 
So I think he kind of just ride it out there. Yes, I would temper expectations with DJ Chark, though, uh, for exactly the reasons Matt said. So on to the Tennessee Titans. Man, they're, they've been really, really good with Ryan Tannehill. 5-1. Going uh, to Oakland, who has been really, really bad because Derek Carr is who I thought he was. So, start and sit, with starting with you, Chris Temple. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and give you my sit because you already said it, Derek Carr. Okay. Five, six weeks ago, we were like, wow, look at Derek Carr. He is who we thought he was. Okay. Not that good. Uh, my start is Mr. Adam Humphreys, Mr. Consistent. Since <laughs> he loves some Adam Humphreys, I, dude. I do. He's, he's played really well since uh, Tannehill's been the quarterback. You can expect six catches, 50, 50 yards in a, in a score, or he's going to get six catches in 90 yards. He's, he's not going to a guy that's going to get you a whole lot of points, but he's going to be a guy that's consistently going to get you the points you need. He's going to get you about 10 to 12 points a week. Okay. Lee, uh, not Lee, I'm sorry. Matt, what, what we got? I'm going to start A.J. Brown. He's averaging 18.4 yards a catch, and he's tied for the team lead in targets the last four games. The Raiders are a top 10 matchup for fantasy wide receivers, so give me all of the A.J. Brown this week. I'm going to sit Tyrell Williams. It's a good matchup, but he has zero TDs since week eight and less than 25 yards in three of the last four games. That is bad at football. Oh, he's so bad. Yeah, and yeah. I uh, am going to also start. I'm sorry, Lee, I skipped over you. Lee, let's go. (laughs) Lee, um, yep. So I'm going to start Tannehill for reasons we basically all said. And I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit A.J. Brown just because he. I love A.J. Brown, but... That's a weird reason so to sit him, Lee. Yeah. I know, but he's just been so inconsistent. Like, even with the opportunity, like he'll have a, a breakout week, a bad week, a breakout week, a bad week. And I don't know. I just I just don't know that I want to trust him in a, in a situation like this, especially in a playoff matchup. Like I'd, I'd rather go for a safer guy. That's fair. No, that's fair. I just I really like the matchup, man, versus Oakland because they've just been bad. It's yeah. just one of the reasons why, but – uh, sure. Uh, this is one of those situations where it wouldn't be an auto start. Like, there, it, you know, bad matchup situations like that would go. So I, I dig it. For me, I will start AJ Brown because I do like the matchup a lot, and you know, I think he's a very good flex play on a team where maybe you have a Jonathan Williams and Max coming back, or he just busted last week, and you need more a, a better player. I think that will be the position you start him on, and then. Man, the only Raider, the only two Raiders I think that are startable are Waller and Jacobs. Correct. So I, I'm sitting car. Okay, and uh, we have speak, man. This thing just came on my phone. Um, an update from sports. I wanted to share it with you guys. It's one of the most terrible things I've ever heard in my life. Oh. The 49ers just suspended their radio analyst for saying that Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson had advantage in the game due to the fact that it was wet. And the football was wet, so it was dark skin with dark football. Nope. None of that. All None of that. Fired. Yeah, he should be fired, right? Not suspended, fired. Jeez. That's brutal. What an idiot. Man. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Fucked hard. Easy. Yeah, that's not uh, no, not good <laughs> at all. Yeah, we apologize for Chris's uh, language. He said that uh, he says... He says he loves spree and shock tarts. Just now. Um, Kansas City at New England. 
Let's start with you, Lee. Who do we who do we like in this one? See, I allu- I alluded to it earlier, but I will start most anew. Okay. Um, he he's coming off an injury, and he didn't play that many snaps last game, but still recorded three catches. And I think that now that he's going to be a little bit healthier, they really clearly need him um, in that passing game. So I think that he's a guy that I could slide into my flex and. It can get me five, six, seven catches. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll bench Julian Edelman. Like, I won't actually bench Julian Edelman, but I would temper expectations because I think what Houston did really well in that game was shade coverage towards Edelman and double-team him. And I think that really got out of them out of their rhythm. And then towards the end of the game, they didn't do it as much when the game was a little bit out of reach for Brady. But I think that... Ideally, that the the Chiefs are going to take a page out of that book and look to double Edelman. Oh, absolutely! This is one hundred percent another James White game because that's why James White went off like that. Is because Houston was, hey, you're not going to beat us with Edelman. You're going to beat us with these unproven wide receivers or Sanu, and uh, that you're not. In, we'll let you pass to James White all day. You're not going to win. So, uh, yeah, I like it, Lee. That's good. Good breakdown there, man. Matt, who are you going to start and sit in this one? You ready, Zach? I am. Here it comes. Darwin Thompson breakout season, boy. I'm going to start Darwin Thompson. It's all come full circle, and I'm so happy. (laughs) D. Williams is out. Shady's been ineffective. Somebody's going to tote the rock. Spencer Ware. Oh, my gosh. Don't curse on this pod there, Lee. Spencer Ware. He's not even on the team, bro. They did sign him. Spencer Ware signed with with the Chiefs. What? Yeah, signed him. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I still don't buy it. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's Darwin season, though. He's in a dead pass catcher, too, and I think you're going to need to do that against New England. So yes. I'm still willing to trot him out there. How about that for a glory play? And then yeah. Could you imagine Matt Reller's playoff team right now if he's an underdog? Dude, Johnson, it's like Darwin it's like Thompson, Marcus Johnson, no. Darwin Thompson, and Garner Minshew. <laughs> with a yeah, fun Lazard. With Alan Lazard. Tony Michelle. Uh, he just looks so weird, and he yielded a bunch of carries to James White last week. So I wonder if season's starting to turn, and it's going to be James White's show. All right. Chris. All right. Well, I'm starting Sony Michelle because the one thing the, the Chiefs really aren't good at is run defense. They should be. It should be a pretty good game for all the backs, I would think. That's, that's a good call. Yeah. And then my shocker of the year is I'm sitting Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's a shocker. The Patriots have the best pass defense in the NFL. They have the best defense in the NFL, and they are slowing. Pretty much, I know. I know they gave up quite a few last week to the the Texans, but I don't. I don't see it. Happening this week. <laughs> Bill Belichick will figure it out. Yeah, yes. I will. Uh, my start is Patrick Mahomes, and the reason why is because it's not the player studs. It's that if you literally go right now and you look at every single ranking of every analysis, us, whoever, he's still ranked top five. Um, Mahomes threw for 300 yards last year both times that he played the Patriots. And uh, that's true the second game in the playoffs. They did shut down Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had 144 yards their first matchup. I still think Mahomes can go for 250 and two at least which is good enough to start and better than I think the streamers. I I personally have Mahomes in two leagues, and I could not live with myself if I started Tannehill or Minshew or whoever over 
and he did what he does, and I would have won because of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down with the ship that got me to the playoffs with Mahomes for that reason because even a bad Mahomes is probably realistically top ten. He's probably still a QB one even even if he sucks uh, because he's still getting that twenty. And my sit is Tom Brady. It's a favorable matchup, and chances are if Tom Brady's your quarterback, he might not even be in the playoffs though. Because he really has had kind of up-and-down performance, especially as of late, depending on how, what your team is. Um, I would look to Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong, the guys we talked about streaming earlier, I still think I would start Brady over Fitzpatrick. I would think I would still start Brady over Minshew. But yeah. guys like Josh Allen, uh, Kyle, uh, I'm sorry, Kyler Murray, I would um, definitely start over him. So on to the final three games. Real quick before we move on. Oh, sure, yes. Tannehill? Hill or Brady? Tannehill. Yeah. Neither. I think it's Tannehill, dude. Tannehill's the, the only quarterback the only quarterback that scored more points than Tannehill the last six weeks is Lamar Jackson. What about Breeze or Brady? I would kill myself. I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, you thought my F song was I would uh I would look elsewhere. But I would start I would start Brady over Breeze for sure. Gotcha. If I didn't have if I didn't have another thing. You're talking about quarterbacks made me think of that. Go ahead. All right. I, I also I also have one more point about I think it's it's pretty apparent to tell this year and every year. Early quarterback is a horrible strategy. Like Mahomes is the eighth overall quarterback. Right. Got hurt. You can just you just can't trust them. Like despite how, how sure fire you think they are, when you can get Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson, Dak, so much later. Well, and the, and the truth is, it, it all that matters in the end is the matchup, right? I mean, yeah. It, it, just because you've had the number one quarterback weeks one through ten doesn't mean you're going to be the number one quarterback when the playoffs start. It's it's a weird dynamic. It's why fantasy football is so fun because you can completely have a team come out of nowhere and win the championship just because of the the powers it be changing and the shifts the shifts and everything. So no, that's very very valid. So let's do Pittsburgh and Arizona. This is this is a weird game for me because Arizona is typically start everybody against them, and they're on the Pittsburgh's on their third string quarterback and their third string running back. It's just it's wild, man. So uh, let's start with you, Lee. Who are we starting and sitting? Pittsburgh, Arizona. Yeah, um, I think I can start. You can start Vance McDonald. I mean, it's the. Cardinals against tight ends are horrible. They just don't cover them yeah. for whatever reason. No. So, Bad. like, I would feel fine rolling Vance McDonald out and, like, expecting him to get seven for 70 and a touchdown because that's just what tight ends do against the Cardinals for whatever reason. Except if you're Tyler Eifert. Except if you're Tyler Eifert. But then I'll say Kyler Murray. Um, he's been great all season, don't get me wrong. Struggled a bit last week, and I'm worried that follows him into this t- this game against this tough uh, Steelers defense. Right. So I would I like him. I'd look somewhere else. I would like him next week a little bit more for sure. I'm with you. Okay. Matt, who are we starting and sitting in this game? I'm going to start James Washington. He has a TD in three of the last four, and he's averaging a ridiculous 19.3 yards a catch. Arizona is giving up five passes of 20-plus yards a game. So I think James Washington is going to be able to do what he does against this team. And then I'm going to sit Christian Kirk. He has yet to top 45 yards the last two games, and he's going against the top half pass defense. So, yeah. 
It no. kind of falls in line with sitting Kyler Murray, but right. Christian Kirk can be on your bench this week. Okay. Chris, how are you feeling? Uh, I also agree with Matt on starting James Washington. Okay. My Oklahoma State boy is came around the corner. He is. Um, he's a, he's Only needs five targets to do it, too. Hey, man. He also needed the duck hunter. The duck hunter. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> you, you just All pipe right. down, okay? And I am sitting Andy Isabella for anybody out there. Pretty sure Alex, our boss, posted that he thinks it's Andy Isabella season on yeah. uh, on old Twitter today. <laughs> wow! It is not Andy Isabella season <laughs> ever. This is this will be Chris's last pod. Oh, I was kidding. R.I.P. Chris. Uh, <laughs> it could be because of the F bomb. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Washington as well. Uh, man, he's just been good. He is a very right now. I, I would say he's a pretty safe flex play. Um, yeah, he's been what wide receiver twenty five the last month, three weeks, and then uh, my sit is gonna be David Johnson. In fact, if David Johnson's on your team, do me a favor, go ahead and pull your team up right now. Click on David Johnson's name. And there's a little red button that says drop. <laughs> now, now, I will give you I will give you five seconds to click. Now, while you were pushing this drop button, just remember that before the season ever started, that I, Chris Temple, oh yes, told everybody on the planet to not draft David Johnson. And I told people I thought he was, should be the number one pick. Sometimes one I'm right. right. One of us was right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and one of us is not in the playoffs in any leagues. Good so job, Chris. let's Good go. Job, that's okay. I will, die on the, I, will, I will die on the David Johnson Hill. And uh, so there you go. So that's my sit. Uh, you're right. You need, you need in the playoffs, you need rosterable players that are actually moving the ball. Uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, I think we'll get a little bit more work this week. It's going to make it kind of, kind of messy of a situation. I don't want any part of it. Uh, Seattle and Rams, Sunday night football. This is going to be a good one. Let's start with you, Chris. Who are we starting and sitting in this one? All right, for me, I'm starting a pair of Seahawks running backs in Rashard Penny and Chris Carson. Okay, start them uh, both. All right. Start them both. I mean, Penny had 75 yards and a touchdown last week. Carson's had 102 and a touchdown last week. The week before, Penny had 95 yards and a touchdown. I think they've got two viable running backs uh, on this team. I think they're, they've transitioned back to the running team that they were last year instead of throwing the rock around. Okay. Um, my sit is going to be Jared Goff because I think people are still trying to start the guy for whatever reason. Don't. Just don't do it. Well, there was a news story that came out that said his hands grew overnight. He's been taking <laughs> growth hormones, so people might believe it, I guess. <laughs> I just made that up. Is that true? All right, Matt. <laughs> it's not like there's wet weather in L.A. Why can't he hold on to the ball? Because his hands are the size of a child's. <laughs> Does he have to have a healthy walk? Have you seen his hands? They're so tiny. I have never physically seen his hands. Okay, imagine a baby holding a football. That's golf. Like, is it, literally. Is it like, is it like there's the a old, football right there. Is it like the old Burger King commercial where it's buddy at the old Burger King? I have a football in my room right now sitting behind us, Chris, for the, for the listeners at home. Literally, you see that Street Fighter statue? Yeah. Put Ryu's hand on that football, and that's that's golf. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> so, our battery starts and sits in this game. I'm going to start Rashad Penny because he's had at least 14 carries in every game since the bye, which is about three. And then he's averaging seven yards per carry in those games, and he's scored three TDs the last two weeks. So, I'm going to stay in those flames. 
And then I'm going to sit Tyler Lockett. He has less than five targets in the last three games, three or less catches in those games, and he's battling the flu and the shin contusion, and he's going against top ten fantasy defense against wide receivers. One might say he's not locked in. Uh-huh. No, he's not. Uh-huh. Are, you he, are you saying he doesn't have that lock type? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lee, who are we starting and sitting in this one, my man? Yeah, I'll also start Carson and Penny. I, I like that they bring that extra lineman in, and I think it's going to be great against this Rams defense because they're going to be able to double-team Aaron Donald on basically every running play. And um, I don't know. I've had an observation. This might be weird, but I feel like whenever Penny's in, he has more holes to go through. Like, this might just be my, like, maybe I'm biased towards Chris Carson, but, like, I always feel like <laughs> Penny has just such bigger lanes to run through whenever he's in. Not that it's a conspiracy or anything. I was just an observation. It's because it's because Penny's got a bigger body. They got to make the the lanes all wider. It's also because he takes them out to barbecue lunch on Saturdays. <laughs> that's, the, that's their that's their thank you. And he tells them a good game in you know a nice way. <laughs> that's, oh, okay, nice. That, don't even know what you mean. Thank there. you. I appreciate the input, guys. Right. The, the insight. <laughs> you, you know what's big? Seahawks have, have that insider trading. I think. Yeah. No. I no. I really do think that. Uh, the reason why that is is because Penny's got more burst. Uh, Carson's a better running back right now, and Carson's a little bit more of a is plotter the right word uh, because Carson has it seems like Carson thinks more, like he Carson's watching the play develop and he's thinking about where he wants to go, whereas Penny is like shot out of a cannon almost when yeah, he goes. So when Carson was at Oklahoma State, he was not a great running back. Okay, because the the type of offense they tried to run that one cut that misdirection stuff it didn't work for me as long as he can get downhill and it's and he's got his hole he's really good other than that he's not he's not the elusive guy that you need okay like, i think it's also a cutback lane i think penny cuts back a lot more than yes. uh than carson does and i think he might have just get more lanes out of that it's a it's a hell of a one-two punch for sure man um i also will start penny and my sit is also lock it i man it, it's it sucks, too, because he did so well for you. I, I can't trust it, man. It's one of those things where you might not have a better option. Like, if I'm in a league where I have Lockett and Julio and then a third receiver, I'm probably going to have to play Lockett. If Julio doesn't play it, I wouldn't feel good about it. All right, Monday Night Football. We have the New York Football Giants back with Eli Manning. Uh, breaking news today versus the Eagles. It's in Philly, and the Eagles are coming off of, dare I say, an embarrassing loss from the Miami Dolphins. I personally think the Eagles, if you're one of my pick for the game, are going to mollywop the Giants because they're going to be pissed off. And Eli Manning it looked like a lame duck the last time I saw him play. So I think the Eagles' defense is going to be fired up, and I think they're going to win and win pretty big. That's my bold prediction. We'll see if I'm right. We'll start with the Eagles fan of the group. Lee, what are your starts and sits for this match? This yeah, I will. Um, <clears throat> so I think I'll start Evan Ingram if if he's healthy and he plays. Okay. Just because he is a guy who built some chemistry with Eli. Like he had a, one of the best statistical rookie years from any tight end ever. Um, and so I think that chemistry will translate. And it's definitely an area that the Eagles are susceptible. Not that they're not susceptible to other receivers. but um, And then 
I'll sit Sanders if if Howard plays. If um if Jordan Howard comes back this week, I think Sanders looked good in the passing game like he had like he has been looking. But there's still a lot left to be desired out of his running game. And I think that like Jordan Howard's just ability on the ground has been sorely missed by the Eagles. So I think they'll work him back in and he'll get he'll take a lot of carries away from Sanders. I like it. No, I, I agree completely. Matt. So I wrote down my start sits before I heard this Eli news, and I'm actually going to flip-flop them. So I'm going to start Saquon Barkley. Reason being, he's... Again, when he had Daniel Jones as quarterback, he was only averaging 80 yards from scrimmage. He looked rough. He hadn't topped 100 yards on the ground since week two. However, now that Eli's back, in the first two games, he averaged 130 yards from scrimmage with Eli as his quarterback. Yes, there is the argument that he could have been healthy then. I also think that defenses were just keying on him because they didn't trust Daniel Jones to beat him. So I think Saquon's going to see a little more open field. And he looked a lot better last week than people had thought. He did look. I will give him that. He did. I know you watched a lot of it because it was the Packers. He did look just a little bit better for sure. I was just going to say, I wonder if that was more Green Bay's defense being bad against running back or him just actually running harder. Um, And then I'm going to sit Darius Slayton. He had at least seven targets in the last three he had nine in a game with Tate and Sterling Shepard back. However, that was with Daniel Jones, and he looked at him early on on a fourth down play. So I know we kind of trusted him, but now with Eli, I'm, I'm skeptical that he's going to have the same level of confidence in a rookie wide receiver. So in the playoffs, I think I would fit in. Okay. I dig it. I also am not on the Slayton train with Eli. I would feel better about Slayton if, if it was Andy Dimes, personally. Uh, Chris? Uh, just like Matt, I've actually started Saquon this week. Okay. Because I don't think the Eagles can stop anybody other than sitting on the bench. Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, hey, we can stop running backs, just not catching running backs. Right. Well, then you can't stop the running backs. Yeah, but Saquon hasn't really been involved in the passing game, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I think he will be, though, with Eli, I think is uh, what I alluded to earlier. And I could be wrong, but Eli does throw to the running back traditionally. That's kind of his thing. Yes. So. Yeah, and then uh, I've got another bold sit. What's that? Carson Wentz. Oh. I know the Giants' pass secondary is atrocious, but for what I, I – Carson Wentz, he just – I don't think he's he's that dude. I don't think he's got it. What do you? Who would you what? start? Who would you start over him? Almost everybody. Okay, right. If it's <laughs> but he just torched the Dolphins' defense, and it's at home this week. Yeah, it's the Dolphins too, but there, buddy. Um, yeah, um, but it's the Giants. They have two wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that I don't think Wentz is that good. He he's all he's he Wentz has always been. I a don't boom. think Tack is that good. That's okay. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. I'm but joking. Fan, fantasy relevant, I think. <laughs> I think fantasy, though, you should start both those guys, personally. <laughs> okay. So, on to my picks. Good gosh. Um, I will actually, being uh, especially PPR with Eli Manning, I think Tate is going to be like eight catches, man. I like. Uh, I think Tate's going to have a really good game. I actually had my start sit as Slayton sit Tate when it was Daniel Jones, and I flip-flopped it. Uh, obviously, pay attention. Now, the Giants are, as far as fantasy goes, are fantasy-friendly. They normally announce on Friday or Saturday if players are out, so you'll know heading into the game. 
Uh, but I will not play Slayton because I just don't. It's not Eli's game, that kind of player right now. It's dump off passes and things like that. So I like Tate and Sterling Shepard and Ingram and, and Barkley are the weapons that I dig there. And I do still think the Philadelphia D will be a good streaming option as well. Maybe that's why Chris doesn't like Carson Wentz. He thinks the Philly D is going to score seven touchdowns and that all they'll have to do is run. How many touchdowns has the Philly defense scored all year? Uh, against the uh, Jets, they scored like three. Because they scored 60 yeah. points as a defense that week. I could buy that. Because I played against them. It was not fun. It was when, when they had their third-string quarterback. So, so there you go. Oh, yeah. So, that is it, everybody. This is Week 14 Playoff Spectacular. It ran long, and we did that on purpose. We wanted to answer <laughs> listener questions and, quite frankly, give as much information as possible. I hope you enjoyed it. There's only a few more weeks coming up. We've got Week 15 and Week 16. And uh haven't decided yet for you crazy folk who do Week 17 championships if we're going to do one or not. But, heck, we like to talk football, so it just may happen. Uh, this is a Creator Rank podcast, so for, for myself and the Creator Rank team, we are out. Lineup Locked is locked. Peace. Peace. Peace.